G'day, Mossy. Good morning, boys. Uh, help, Clarky. Mossy, help, please. Clarky. There's a good reason that Mido doesn't mention Liverpool at the moment. Whether it's in yeah, the actually, UK good or point. Here in Sydney, very mate, good point. Taboo. Yeah, good point. Fair call. <laughs> hey, which bank did your mum work for? She worked Combank, Commonwealth Bank, in Cabramatta for 30 years as a teller. Uh, what a shame she spent 30 years at yeah. the wrong bank. Well, I'll never forget the old Dolomite account. That's where I started. So my mum is the world, love your mum if you're listening, world's greatest tight ass. Really? Well, honestly, world's greatest. I've never met yeah, someone Apple. so tight with the money, but I've got to say thank you because I don't think I'm like that, but she did teach me how to save. You were definitely not like Oh, I don't know. I, yeah. I know a few people in the cricket world, and they say the apple doesn't fall no, far. <laughs> incorrect. On many things, trust me. On many things. Tight? No. No, I can vouch for that. He definitely isn't. Uh, all yeah, right. No. I'll tell you what, Harry Suter, I hope he's not tight because he's going to be earning plenty. Well, at least the, the transfer fee was significant. Uh, the biggest for an Australian player, Mossy, as he left Stoke City to go to Leicester in the Premier League. He did a magnificent move. Uh, I think it's a like, you know, obviously financially for him, but uh, but for his playing career, I think Leicester is exactly the place that he needs to be under a really good manager, great manager, Brendan Rodgers, uh, ex Liverpool manager, of course, and um, and obviously spent some time in Scotland as well. But um, you know, I don't get caught up in this debate of the, the, the you know, the, the highest transfer fee for an Australian. I mean, how do you compare eras um, with, with what money's worth now? But um, suffice to say, he puts himself right up there in the, the, the top echelon of Australian players who have moved to the big leagues. And um, and I talk about Serie A as well, you know, with the likes of Grilla and Bresciano, but um, you think the Duke, Akil, um, Schwarzer, Lucas Neal, you know, they all had a lot of money wrapped around them just at different uh, stages. But um, I think it's great news. I think this guy will captain Australia. I've got no doubt about that. He's a, he's a leader on and off the field. Uh, his performances at the World Cup were superhuman, given the lead-up that he had coming back from an ACL. Um, and being there and seeing the work that he did off the ball that the cameras might not catch um, on TV was just... It was incredible. And then, of course, there was that... Um, that incredible highlight tackle against Tunisia, goal-saving tackle against Tunisia that really put his name up in lights around the world and um, he fully deserves this move. Great, great news. What about they debut? Anyone? Yes. Someone? No, no, no. Bido and I were just looking at each other then. <laughs> what, what about the oh, debut? It's, no called, it's called Let It Go to the Keeper. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what about uh, the debut of Garen Quall, mate? Yeah, look, um, he could have scored off. There's the been bench. some talk um, about it wasn't what it should have been. Hmm. Yeah, look, I mean, he, he's still a kid. This is the thing. There's there's a lot of pressure on him because you know of what he's done off the bench for the Mariners. But don't forget, he went to a World Cup without having started a professional game, or he might have started one Australia Cup game, but um, oh, maybe one A League game actually, just before he went to England. But before the World Cup, he hadn't started a game. And uh, so, so all eyes are on him because, you know, he almost put his name up in lights uh, against Argentina had he scored that last-minute um, equaliser, which I think we would have gone on and won the game then. But uh, anyway, that's history. People just have to let him be. It, it takes time to settle in. Yeah, but do, do, they're, they're, pretty, like they're pretty ruthless, though, Bossy, aren't they? Like they, oh, don't they, give you t- they don't give you time. That, that's yeah. sort of where I'm yeah, sort of heading. Like, you're you're how ready long, or you're not. Yeah, how long yeah. does he get before they go, well, hang on. No, this kid's not ready yet. He yeah. needs to be transferred somewhere else. 
Yeah, look, he's got time. He's still a kid. He's got time. So Gary Quall is a type of player that next week he'll come off the bench or, or start and he'll score a goal and everyone yeah. will be you know, putting him up in light. Yeah. So, yeah, I've got no doubt. The, the, the kid's got something that you can't coach, which is just being able to make something happen just about every time he touches the ball. But he's going to have to come to, to yeah. terms with the physical nature of and football. And did they use there. him in a different position? I, re- I was reading somewhere. Yeah, I saw. I, I didn't see the game no, to be honest, but yeah. um, I, I did see the the story where they said, that, "Did they play him in midfield? Is is that the best position? That he'll find his way, and they'll they'll find the best position for him." Yeah. Um, now Chelsea paid just a lazy hundred and seven million pounds, so that's a British record transfer fee to sign. 22-year-old Argentinian World Cup winner Enzo Fernandez from Benfica. Uh, gee, I'll tell you what, uh, these numbers are eye-watering, aren't they, Mossy, to say the least? But uh, is Enzo Fernandez, I guess, the next big thing in football? Well, you'd want to hope so, <laughs> given that uh, that fee they paid, £106.8 million. Pounds. Um, and let, let me just, just humour me for a moment. Let me give you some figures on Chelsea. So Todd Bowley... When he took over the club, he bought it for $4.25 billion. He, of that, $1.75 billion was earmarked to invest in the club. Um, they spent, they've spent over a billion dollars, billion Australian dollars on transfers in the last two transfer windows, which was obviously the, the, the pre-season and, and, and January. Um, it's, it's outrageous. $270 million uh, pounds in the pre-season window, which was an EPL record and only second to Real Madrid in Europe, uh, who spent $292 million in 2019. So when I think about what the world's going through at the moment, with a lack of hospitals, lack of doctors, nurses in Australia, lack of police yeah. officers, like, it's just, it's, it's mind-boggling. It's ridiculous. Um, and, and what they've done is they've divided Europe because Europe have um, you know, basically come out and said that they've doped the transfer market. Um, and, you know, you, you have to feel for them. But the other thing that springs to mind is UEFA's financial fair play rules um, and, and how they've got around that. I mean, you're allowed to spend 30 million euros more than the club earns over a three-year period if the owner pays that in full. And if the owner doesn't pay that, if it's coming out of the club coffers, then you're allowed to go 5 million euros over in a three-year period from what the club earns. So I don't know. I'm no accountant, but... Um, Gee whiz, that's a lot of money to be spending. Oh, big numbers. Buddy, what about the Matildas, the Cup of Nations squad announced? What are your thoughts on the squad? Yeah, good, Clarkie. Uh, you know, I think the Matildas have turned public opinion in their last few uh, few camps. They've obviously had some good results. And, you know, if you go back 12 months, they were uh, they were nowhere, really. They, they were struggling uh, big time. But I, I think um, Tony Gustafsson has, has turned things around and it might just be in the nick of time to go deep into this World Cup. Uh, later this year, but they play Chechnya, they play um, Spain and Jamaica in this Cup of Nations starting on the 16th of, uh, of Feb in Gosford, and then they come down to Sydney on the 19th to play Spain, and, and the 22nd up in Newcastle to play Jamaica. So a good test, and all, all the all the stars are there. A couple of players still coming back from injury. Chloe Legazzo uh, wasn't selected for this camp, but um, yeah, this is where the uh, Shit gets real, really, when it, when you're uh, heading into a World Cup um, tournament on home soil. This is a, a major tournament for, for the Aussies. Looks like uh, another own goal, potentially, from FIFA, though, Mossy, in that Saudi Arabia will be sponsoring the FIFA Women's World Cup. And uh, I see the Football Australia uh, would like an explanation as to why they weren't consulted. 
Yeah, that's right. And they've uh, they've um, asked the Matildas uh, or, or given a directive for the Matildas and Tony Gustafsson not to comment on it at this stage until they get a full explanation. But it seems strange that FIFA wouldn't um, communicate with the uh, the hosting nations in, in Australia and, and New Zealand before announcing something that is you know so contro- uh, controversial uh, as a sponsorship from Saudi Arabia. But you know, I've got no doubt that this all ties into Saudi Arabia going for a World Cup bid themselves. Uh, down the track, we all saw what happened in Qatar um, and the human rights issues aside, the tournament itself was a success um, and Saudi Arabia have got a lot of money. So uh, no doubt this is slagging their intentions to go for that. Uh, now back uh, in the A-League, well, Dwight York, not in the A-League anymore at the moment, but I see he's been linked to Aberdeen Uh you know, obviously, I, th- I think we hope that he stays somewhere around the game here, don't we, Mossy? But uh, probably likely he'll end up back overseas after a short stint here. I think so. And, and I, I can't imagine that... Um, I mean, who knows what happened in that, that team talk where apparently he called MacArthur a pub, a pub team, um, which brought the, the situation to a climax. But I can't believe that he parted company after just 13 or 14 odd games uh, without some plan of where he was going to go to next. Mm. Um, so it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up back over there in, in England or, or Scotland or, or Europe somewhere, but more, more like the UK. Um, but yeah, he's come out and said he's a career coach now. That's what he's dedicated himself to. So he'll, he'll pop up somewhere for sure. Mm. I see Ange has got Celtic coming again. They're still nine points clear. Oh, mate, it's... Uh, it's a great move for Ange, and, and this is why, you know, and I know his name comes up with all the EPL clubs when, they, when they're looking for a manager, but this is why he won't go anywhere, because he's, he's on a mission with Celtic, and he wants to break records, he wants to go back to the Champions League again, um, which he's well on track to do, and, uh, and he's, in a lot of ways, mate, he's redefined Scottish football, the way, the way it's played. Um, and, you know, that's a credit to him, and it's, uh, it's great for all Aussie coaches, because it opens so many doors. But what about Aaron Moy, by the way? He, he's being lauded as, uh, as one of the best signings in Celtic history. Um, and le- leading into the World Cup, he wasn't going great. Obviously, he hadn't played for a while, so he was finding his feet. But then post-World Cup, he has been the star of the show for, for Celtic, and they're absolutely loving him. So to hear all these Celtic supporters around the world loving two Aussies, um, you don't hear that too often. Now, in the A-League this weekend... Uh, we'll- the Wanderers have got Western United Sunday afternoon. I guess a big game for Sydney FC, isn't it, against the Mariners? Five o'clock on Saturday. Uh, Sydney FC, $2.05. The Mariners, $3.40. The draw, $3.60. And uh, not much of a gap from second to about eighth or ninth in the competition. And they really need to win this, the Sky Blues. Yeah, they do. And I think they've got a good chance. Uh, no disrespect to the Mariners, but I watched them last weekend and they had a very, very slow start. Um, against Western Sydney on the coast and had Western Sydney punished them um, it could have been a very different story they, they found a way to you know, to come back and, and level the scores for a point each but um, Sydney FC if they can have a fast start at Allianz uh, I think they can uh, put the Mariners to the sword in this one uh, Joel King's re-signed for the Mariners uh, this week, the left fullback uh, has come back from Europe on loan um, I think that's a good signing for, for Sydney FC um, they got Caballo the, uh, the foreign left back, so there'll be some good competition there. But Joel King, I think, can play a little bit higher up the pitch as well, um, if needed, or, or Caballo as well. So, yeah, big opportunity for Stevie Corica to go back-to-back this weekend. What's your multi, Mossy? 
Let's go, mate. It's uh, EPL into A-League. I'm going to go uh, Chelsea into Manchester United into Newcastle. Uh, all EPL. Mm. Into Perth Glory to beat Newcastle in the A-League over there in the west at Macedonia Park, which they're turning into a fortress. Okay, a little four-legger there. So it's paying $8.50, by the way, with Tab. So Chelsea to beat Fulham. Manchester United to beat Crystal Palace. Uh, Newcastle to beat West Ham and New and Perth Glory to beat the Newcastle Jets. Uh, and That's by the good. way, League Cup final, Newcastle, the chance for their first trophy in what, about two centuries? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I can hear all the Newcastle fans now. Um, you know, they'll, it'll be a big weekend and uh, Newcastle, I think, will win that and, and lift their first uh, piece of silverware. I think uh, Eddie Howe has done a brilliant job. I mean, the statistics confirm it, but it's a way he goes about it as well in turning that club around. And obviously, new owners and the, the money that he's got to spend, but you don't see them splashing out like a Chelsea. Um, you know, it's very, very calculated what they do. And, um, you know, Chelsea's been... I saw a headline the other day, is it Moneyball or Powerball with Chelsea, um, the way they're spending? But Newcastle, I think, will get their hands on uh, that piece of silverware. Uh, that League Cup final is later this month. Mossy, you have a great weekend. Have you got a seat for me at the uh, at the BSB lunch? Oh, it's always no brainer, right beside me. Oh, you have? Yeah, of course. Hey, oh, oh like, come on, always. I've got to get back to Will and confirm, but that's that's it. No, that you're in for sure. You know, it's a different party. venue, Mossy. I do, yes. and I think it's fantastic. Yeah, in the Wink Stand, stand at, at, Randwick. Uh, at Randwick. Yeah, always that's, a seat uh, for you, buddy. I forgot to tell oh, you, I brilliant. ran into Ars Slater the other day. No, you did tell is, us. Yeah, what's Ars? Uh, is he yeah. coming? <laughs> Oh, did I? Yeah, you did. <laughs> Bring us <laughs> later. Oh, well, you, you, want, I'll you had Robbie on one side and me on the other side. I'll, I've had worse. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you I've got into more trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'll bet you have too. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I look forward to having you to each side of me, that's for sure. Good on you, Mossy. What, what did Slater say to you, you know? Oh, a lot of things <laughs> that you can oh, say on radio. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, he didn't cross the road. He met you. He met you. No, I, I ran into him at his local cafe. Yeah, up there at Forestville. Mm. Yeah, no, he's in great form. Silence speaks a thousand no, words. Yeah, it's <laughs> not what you see. say; it's what you don't say, <laughs> no, Mossy. We had a great time. <laughs> no, good on you, Mossy. Take care, boys.